know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K24. With myself, Mo Muncy, alongside me is always the three-time NBA champion, Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, how's it going, bro? Come on, come on, Mo. Real name, no gimmicks. It's a beautiful day. We are it's, with our people once again. It is. We are. And I can't think of a better place to be, you know, just uh, talking a little hoop with our family so uh yes, sir well what's going on today you know on monday we talked about the success of the in-season tournament the uh viewing okay. figures came out today it's the most watched regular season games aside from christmas day in a very long time and uh the winners of the in-season tournament the los angeles lakers who have um how many banners do they have 12 championship banners for the los angeles lakers is that um, more than your boston celtics is that no, more because the boston it, celtics have 17. Oh, I mean, okay. the, La- the Lakers yeah. have a few they took from Minneapolis. So that's, uh, that's a whole same, other Same franchise, right? Is that the same It's a different franchise? team. It's a different... Do the OKC Thunder celebrate things the Seattle Supersonics did? Same franchise. Do they do they celebrate them? I'm just saying the same franchise. Do they, right? do they celebrate yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, that's for you guys. I'm not... That, I just I stay on the court. I don't think they do. Okay. I, I don't think they do. Is, uh, is Gary Payton a OKC Thunder legend or is he a Seattle Supersonics legend? That's for you guys to tell me. When a team moves, they move. That's the end of the team. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> pretty simple logic to me. Here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing, okay. BJ. If the okay. Boston Celtics moved, okay, and they became the London Celtics, they can't hang 17 banners in London that weren't won there. They can't celebrate 17 championships that weren't won there. Because the team is more than just a piece of cloth hanging in the arena. There's the community around it. It's the generations of fans that have been around the team. That's how I check. Minneapolis ain't nowhere near LA. But you can claim those championships if you want. That's cool. That's what you need to do. If that's what you need to do, that's cool. Anyway, sidetrack. Um, let's get back to it. <laughs> the Lakers will be adding another banner um, mm-hmm. to their rafters. The Lakers will hang a single banner in different in color and shape to commemorate their in-season tournament win. If slash when they win the NBA cup again, they, this tweet has so many typos in Dan Wojcicki sports. Um, they will be added to that banner. The team wants to honor the moment, but understands it's different from championship. So they're going to hang a banner. It's not going to be like a real championship banner. It's going to be a different shape and a different color. And it's going to have mm-hmm. space. I guess it will just be one banner that says in-season tournament. And anytime they win it, they'll just write the year that they want it on and just add to it, right? Cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts? You've raised three championship banners. Uh, what do you think about this? Well, I think it's definitely a, a reason to celebrate. It's an accomplishment. It's an achievement. You know, it's uh, the very first one. So I think there will, it will be some reflection on that some years from now. When you look back on the very first one, the Lakers will say, the very first in-season tournament. So I, I think it's terrific. Now, what does that mean? Do I hold it in the same regard? As no. the, you know, the, the NBA championship, the, was it the Larry O'Brien? Is that what yep, it's called? The Larry right. O'Brien Larry trophy? O-B. Trophy, no. However, I do think it is reason to celebrate. I mean, it's, you play, you compete, and when you win, no matter how small the celebration is, you celebrate that a small achievement. So I think it's terrific. However, I'm not giving it the same recognition as the 
regular season or postseason or or the, in the the you know the championship uh for the for the entire season. But it is something to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the Lakers for winning it. Um, they didn't originally want to put banner up. The league must have made the call to legitimize this tournament because the Lakers said they wouldn't raise the banner for it, and now they are. Um, here's what I would say, because a clip of Kobe Bryant has been going around social media where he said, mm-hmm. we don't raise banners for division titles. We don't raise banners for conference titles. We only raise banners for NBA championships. And fans have been saying he would be ashamed if they were raising this banner. Da, da, da. Here's the thing. you telling me that Kobe Bryant, if he was in the NBA right now, wouldn't be playing harder than anyone to go win that trophy. He went hard every night he was on the floor. I don't think he'd be too mad at it. So, yeah, it's cool. Uh, don't take your eyes off the prize, though. Don't take your eyes off the prize. Yeah, it, listen, it, I think this is a huge success for the NBA, right? They were here in the in the United States. We have NFL football happening right now. Mm-hmm. Clearly, some viewership was achieved or attained and they broke into that. That's it's, it's clear. They, they did a terrific job. I think people are talking about basketball and the numbers reflect that check. I'm sure business, it was a success for them in many regards check. And the players showed up to the event. So I think overall it was a huge success. I think it's an achievement. I think this is a new a new tradition that has been started. I don't know how to feel about it in its grand scheme of things because it's brand new. However, what I do know is that everyone had an opportunity to play. And when it was all said and done, the LA Lakers won. So I think that says something. Mm -hmm. However, yes. However, the big prize is the, is the, is the big trophy. Mm -hmm. That's the big prize. Okay. So the in-season tournament is the in-season tournament. Let's not get that. Let's not start comparing. Let's just say you want to be playing your very best basketball, and I think everyone in the league would agree with that. If you had a choice to win one or the other, clearly. <laughs> clearly. And no contest. Yes, yes. But I respect what has happened, and I love the fact, because, you know, you always hear – People talk about these guys don't play hard. They don't, they load man and so forth and so on. Clearly you can see, or you saw the competitive edge of the players when there was something to play for. Yeah. These guys were playing hard. So I respect it. I thought it was great. I didn't know what to think about it. However, I must admit Mo that they won me over Mm -hmm. with this new idea. I must admit, I thought it was terrific, and I'm looking forward to it. It it kind of, you know, I was kind of interested. I was like, oh, wow, these guys are playing hard. Like, Mo, they were playing really hard. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was really good. I thought it was good for the NBA, and the fans seemed to enjoy it. Now, I wanted to segue this with a really smooth segue of saying, speaking of banners, a team with no banners is the Clippers. But that would be wrong because the Clippers do have banners. They have banners of their players. They have a banner with uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Amir Coffey and PJ Tucker. So those banners hang also in the Staples Center, not the Crypto Arena, the Staples Center. We still call it that. Um, But PJ Tucker is hanging on a banner uh, when the Clippers play to cover up the Lakers ones. Um, But he isn't very happy about being with the LA Clippers. He has said, and this is a quote from him, 
I feel like I still got a lot to contribute to a team to be able to win, whether that's here or somewhere else. I know myself, my worth. I know what I bring. I know what I brought. I know what I can continue to bring. And with that, I want to be able to go to a good team that I can be able to help. Um, pretty bad for the Clippers that their own player doesn't view it as a good team right now, which is pretty interesting. Um, you know, with, with PJ Tucker, they asked him, are you okay with the role you have on his team? He says, I don't have a role on this team. I'm not playing. I'm out of the lineup. The decision was made and I'm living with it, but I feel like I've got a lot to contribute, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that situation there? Because we know PJ Tucker is not only an impactful defender when he plays, um, a spark shooter when he plays, but also a huge locker room guy because of the presence he brought to the Milwaukee Bucks when they traded for him on during the season on their way to winning an NBA championship. And he really carries that championship mentality and that culture. So what are your thoughts on this situation? Well, you know, clearly what P.J. Tucker brings to the team or to a team is he brings a, a, a professional, first of all, and a championship mentality, which I think all teams need. I mean, he's a pro. He's a pro's pro. This is a unique situation there in L.A. In, in, in the, with the Clippers because now you're looking at a team basically – they're playing four guards and a big. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know James Harden is what we are, you know, for the sake of giving in a, a term, we're saying he's a point guard. However, you know, he is a scoring guard who just happens to be playing the lead guard position right now. So as a fit for PJ Tucker and what he brings, it's just not a good fit for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, it's not a good fit for him. And sometimes you get in those situations. However, I think there will be teams who would love to have his service services. Now, I don't know how this is going to end financially. You know, I don't know if they will buy him out. I don't know if he will accept a buyout. I don't know if he has a home or a team that would, would be willing to trade for him in his financial situation. But I think there are teams out there who would love to have a P.J. Tucker and what he brings. Yep, he's making $11 million a year, and he has a player option, which he most likely will pick up next year for $11.5 yes. million. And he's 38 years old. Yeah, so I think there probably will be conversations. I don't know. I, I If I were to guess here, I would probably think that teams will monitor the buyout. I think they would probably do that, knowing that he has a player option for next year. That most likely, I agree with you that he will pick up. I, I, you know, at this age, at this stage of his career, at, at his age, what is he? Thirty? What seven? Thirty-eight? Um, yeah, he's thirty. Where's it gone? I just had it up right now. I think he's thirty-eight right now. He'll be thirty. Okay, so at this stage, season. his career, why are you giving back money? This will probably be his last big deal. Mm -hmm. So I would think that that will probably come into play, and and however it resolves itself, depending on the finances of the, of the situation. I know that's one you'll keep an eye on. I, I'm sure that's probably how most executives are going to view this. So we'll see how it plays out. Which team do you think would benefit the most from adding PJ Salkin to their squad right now? Well, you know, Mo, I, I, I think you, you, you know, you, 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 you say these things and I can't help, but I, as an, as a, as a former executive and a person who's now working in the business, it's just not that simple to me because well, you got to, would you like to see him land? Well, uh, well, here's the thing. Like, 
all right, if you're going to put a player in on a team, then you got to take some players off of a team. Well, like no, it's not like you're... if he is bought out of his contract, hypothetically, if he's bought out of his contract and he could sign okay. with any team in the NBA, okay, which team would you so, like to see him sign? Because trading for him, no contenders can trade for that. Really, that eleven million dollar. Uh, th- I know the Celtics had an exception that expired two nights ago for seven point nine million dollars for their Grant Williams trade exception, which well, they could have found a way to make well, that work. A, but... a team that I, I would like to see him with, because it just fits his personality, would be the Miami Heat. I think that would be. A good he's team tried that already, and I thought it was very successful when he was there. I thought it was successful when he went there, and I thought that's what what allowed him to play into his next deal, if I remember correctly. Right? Then he go from Miami to Philadelphia. Sixers. Yeah, yes. and James Harden taking less money allowed him to. Yeah, so I, you know, look, you have to appreciate what he brings, right? If you're looking for someone to shoot threes, if you're looking for someone to score. No, but if you're looking for someone to that's going to be a professional, contribute and play winning basketball, and that's that's not every team in the league. Okay, I think there 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 are just a few teams that are committed to the defensive end of the court and are going to really appreciate what he brings. So, at at this stage of the game because now it's already December, you're asking for someone to fit in. And so you want to be familiar with what you're going to bring in. Do I see a seamless fit with the team right now? No. Um, and, you know, you got to remember, he's he's 38 years of age now. Okay. Do you know what I'd like to see him? Okay. Where? I'd like to see him with the Orlando Magic. Because, number one, leadership and experience. Number two, Jonathan Isaac, who's a fantastic defender, has been but yeah, where is he going to whole Where is career. he going to play, though? He's not I don't play know if he's going to be healthy the whole time through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but where would like, he play there? Where where would he play there? No, this is this is what I'm saying. Jonathan Isaac, who's injured pretty much all the time in the NBA, he picks up another injury. He's a guy they could look at to bring in. But Paulo is the unless I'm missing something. Paulo is clearly the power forward there, right? Or yes. am I missing something here? Um, and then you have the other kid there. Uh, was Franz Wagner. Mm-hmm. I mean, he plays a significant amount of minutes. Um, then you got the Mo Wagner kid. You got Joe Ingles, right, who's around a 6'7", whatever, some type of forward. Um, yeah, he plays, I, where he do you, where do you, where do you, did you got the other kids? He's Is he coming back this year? Uh, the kid from Duke, uh, the starting center? Wendell uh, Carr. Yeah. Well, you, you look at it like this. Mo Wagner, Wendell Carr, Goga, who plays there as well, they all play the center. And then you've got Paolo, and then backing him up at power forward is Jonathan Isaac, who, if we look at his career, is extremely impactful when he does play. However, last season he played 11 games. The two seasons before, he did not play in either of those two seasons. The season before that, he played 34 games. And then that's it at a power forward. Then at a small forward, you've got Franz Wagner, um, Joe Ingles, and, um, and that's that. You know what I mean? I think yeah, and then too. I think and I think Markel Fultz. Then uh, you the have, um, yeah, but um, but okay, they play a lot of small ball. They play, they play the kid uh, Cole Anthony. They play the other kid. Uh, who's the other kid? That's Jalen there? Suggs. Jalen Suggs. Okay, and those guys are all playing. And then Markel Fultz. So they play. I I just don't see. You know, when you're trying to put together a team, as you're going to, you know, you've committed now to being an executive, 
you got to put the youth with the youth, right? <laughs> I don't look at PJ Tucker as being a young guy that's going to want to play with a youthful team at this stage of his career. <laughs> but maybe no, I might be wrong. He <laughs> has experience that they can learn from. He knows what it takes to win a NBA championship. And that's always great when that guy is playing and contributing. I don't see him getting minutes there. I just don't. But you could be right. I don't see – I. Paulo clearly is priority one. The Wagner kid, right? Franz Wagner is priority. Suggs and those guys, priority. Mo Wagner, priority. Cole Anthony, priority. I mean, they got something going there. I just don't see how you integrate a 30-year-old guy. I mean, all right, I see Joe Ingles. I see why they got Joe Ingles there. But I just don't see it. Like, I see him going in and saying, okay, this is what I do. Right? He's not a scorer. What about Golden State? You already have – you never, ever duplicate what you already have. They already have Draymond Green. So you're going to have Draymond Green and P.J. Tucker there? I don't, I, it's, you, you can't do that. Like in today's game, you can't have, it's really hard to play with one guy who's not considered a threat from the perimeter, right? So either you're a threat from the perimeter or you're a vertical threat yeah. from the lob. It's very hard to play with two guys like that on the court. Um, Draymond Green's hitting 45% of his threes so far this season. Okay. Um, and and that's down. great. And then PJ Tucker, Teams don't really want to leave him that open. I if if you tell it me Draymond Green is shooting and Steph's not shooting, that's a win for the defense. That's a, that's a win. That's that's a win where forty five percent of the time it ends up in three points on the scoreboard for Golden State. And and my question is, how many of those are he going to take? I don't think he's going to do. I don't think he's going to take twenty shots per game. No, he's currently taking three a game. Three, three, three pointers game. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, all right. Well, what do, so what makes, do you, speaking of Golden State, what do you think they should do? Because a lot of people are talking about they need to. Bench Mo, there's nothing Williams. they can do. Do you think Here's, they need to change their starting lineup? Here, here, Mo. Here is what has to happen. It happens to every single team in every single sport. Since the beginning of time. When it ends, Mo, it's always going to end bad. We've had this. Okay. So let's watch it. Celebrate the greatness that they had over the uh, a decade or so. And now, Mo, those guys have aged. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, Mo, they're not robots. They're mm-hmm. aging. They're aging right in front of us. And no one, no one who's ever had a sustained level of excellence for a length of time has gotten away from this linear curve line. Except LeBron. Okay. He, he had a 10, he had a run of 10 straight or whatever. He went to the finals or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And now oh, a couple of years in there, they, they didn't get to the, they didn't even make the playoffs a year or two. Yeah. Just this is what it is. Mo, it is what this is. This is what it is. Like, it's kind of like a, you know, I don't know what to think of it, but it's kind of like we are stuck like in the past. Like, okay, when you're playing, you have a window of opportunity that you can play 
and you can actually compete at that level. And we always point to that, okay? He had a phenomenal run. But now, Mo, unless I miss something, I think LeBron has said, you know, we need Anthony Davis to... Did you see the clip of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett? Yeah, I saw it. Where they were debating if he's still a top five player. Yeah, I saw it. What do you think? Mo, Mo, you've heard me say this now for two or three years. Give Give me me what you got got. at at your age. (laughs) Oh, you're 38. Like, what what, what do you I'll say this to that. If it's a one-off game, if it's a one-off game or a a one series, I'd say LeBron is a top five player. Okay, Over 82, maybe not. I I hear where Paul Bidder coming from. That's fine. Get... Everyone is like, listen, everyone is acting as if these 20 years is something. We've seen players play 20 years. We saw Kareem. We saw, we've seen guys, and these guys uh, went to Rob college Harris, for four years. Yeah. And these guys went to college for four years. Okay. Think about that. Kareem and these guys played four years in college and still played 20 years. Kevin Willis and, and Vince Carter, I think, went to school for what, about two or three years or something. So, Mo, I mean, we're acting as if we don't know the facts. We know the facts. We know the history. However, Mo, however, the thing that's incredible is is that he's been able to play at a sustained level. But clearly now, Mo, he's 38. Give me what you got, and I'm going to take it. The goal for him now is not to be a top five player. The goal for him is availability because you just don't know how your body is going to respond. Like if he was 28, Mo, that's a good debate. He's 38 years of age. He's going to be 39 here soon. Give me what you got. I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to enjoy it. And for me to think at 38, 39, that his objective is first of all, at 38, 39 years of age, why do I even care? (laughs) <laughs> like yeah yeah <laughs> okay so to me this is just like clickbait hell yeah why do we care what i do care about is here is a man that's 38 years of age mo still finding a way to contribute and compete at this age now what i know mo is at 38 39 you just never know how you're going to feel the next day mm-hmm. so i'm going to enjoy, enjoy this i'm going to watch it and and say you know what that's just, this is great like mo this is this is really this is really terrific to watch a player at this age however mo we've seen this but we know mo that as you age you don't recover mm-hmm. I re- regardless of how you played last night mo there's a game tomorrow and then there's a game after that and then so we'll see i'm i'm just not going to start He's a top five player. No, give me what you got, because you know what, Mo. I know how it felt when you when you when you when you get old, Mo. It's not fun. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it seems to be fun for him though. Yeah, Mo. It's 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 not fun. Okay, it's not fun. And you know what, Mo? <laughs> they did win. What they did win one championship, right? They did win in one. Disney World. Yeah. yeah. Okay, they won their one championship. Okay, Mo, with the exception of them getting to the NBA Finals, I mean, the NBA Conference Finals, I think a year ago, right? They got to the Conference Finals last year. Mm -hmm. You know, this hasn't been like, if you want to compare it to his earlier in his career, 
if you start comparing in Mo, you're going to start saying you're going to see what it really is. So for him, Mo, I, I got to listen, just give me what you got. And I'm not. This man has played for 20 years. His body of work speaks for itself. Whether or not he's a top five player at this age, I will say this. At any given moment, he can certainly perform like a top five player. Yes. Now, that That's I will say. Mm-hmm. Now, that I will say. Do I think LeBron can play four games in five nights and on the fourth night still be <laughs> that guy? No. <laughs> Do I think he's going to be as good on a on a back-to-back as he once was early in his career? No. But any given night, though, Mo, I could turn on my television set and say... You're watching a top five player. <laughs> now, that I will say. But, Mo, I'm not going... I'm not going to... Father Time is undefeated. He's undefeated. Okay. And I will say this. There have been few players that have come into this league that have been able to really, really just change positions and still be considered elite at whatever position they play. Mm. Okay. LeBron came in as a a small forward, and then he moved over to the shooting guard. Then he started saying you got to get shooters around him. So he basically became the point guard. And now I'm watching him, Mo. He's basically the power forward, <laughs> unless mm-hmm. I'm wa- <laughs> Okay. And Mo, think about this. He's played four positions now, and we're still considering him one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Now, that to me, Mo, is something that needs to be talked about. Because I can't recall where there's been a player who's played literally four positions and still been and still is considered one of the elite players at what regardless of what position he plays on both ends of the court. Now that to me says a lot about his versatility. That to me says a lot about his contribution. Because most players, Mo, once you find a player who is one of the best or considered the best at his position, you don't ask that player to to play another position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this player, Mo, he, you know, he he goes to the one, he goes to the two, he goes to the three. Now, Mo, he's doing it at the four. He's basically a power forward right now, Mo. Mm-hmm. Some crazy. nights he may even be a small it's five. Crazy, yeah. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. When you go small, he's probably your backup small five right now. So, Mo, that to me says something that he's been able to play all of these positions on both sides of the ball and still be effective to the game. Now, is he, if, if I start comparing to what he was at 20, what, 28? No, he's not that. But any given night though, Mo, at any given night, he certainly could for, perform that way. And I'll take that. Now think about that, Mo. Mm-hmm. He is capable at any given night. And Mo, he showed you, he showed you in this in-season tournament when the lights were the brightest, Mo, I'm going to give him this. When the lights were the brightest, I got to give him that. I'm going to give him that. He showed up. I mean, his yep, numbers. That's a fact. His numbers were pretty pretty darn good. Yeah, he won the, the MVP. Won the MVP. So, I, so I, you know, I, I, I'm not into that top five, whatever. He, he shouldn't be expected, at least in my viewpoint, 
to carry that load. That's not fair to anyone at 37, 38. That man is 39 years old, Mo. And I'm saying he's a top five. Mo, he, that's not fair. And I'm not saying life is fair, but Mo, 39, he's on a back-to-back playing against Well, he's the best 39-year-old we've ever seen playing in the league. That's a fact. Yeah, you know, I I don't know what the numbers, and I don't know that, but I, I do know this. He, in today's game, though, Mo, he's he's certainly very capable, and he's mm-hmm. capable of going on a run. So whatever that means, you know what? Good for him. Shout out to LeBron, man. Um, well, shout out to LeBron for always showing up, and shout out to you guys for always showing up and listening to the show. We appreciate you. Make sure you subscribed on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. We'll be back tomorrow with more from the world of the NBA. And until next time, you guys know the vibes. Get buckets. <laughs>